0: Good day thinkers, thought leaders, progressives, and dreamers. This is Craig the Writer Stewart, and I have a very special announcement for you. I know we're supposed to be on a hiatus, but in the wake of this whole Surviving R. Kelly docuseries that just premiered last week on the Lifetime Network, today I have the co-founder of the Mute R. Kelly Movement, and this was just way too timely to try to wait And drop this show once we come back from hiatus So this is going to be a very special podcast I'm actually going to drop it on a day that isn't our normal day Which is Monday mornings at 10am But I'm going to go ahead and drop it now Just because it's so very time sensitive And so very important Do me a favor, please hit the share button Please hit the share button Share this podcast with your friends, your family, your social network And if you're not already a subscriber Please go ahead and do so right now Hit the follow or subscribe button Listen and enjoy this is very personal work for me. Politics, I believe I was called to sex, tell my sex. story, use my voice, be Gain, a voice Gain, for Gain, the, community, the community, to speak to life and life for true. a community of people Don't that's drive. been ignored, denied, love, love relationships, relationships, religion. This is my life's work. Religion, religion. I want to use words to... Obliferous, inspired, encouraged, do something different, every Monday at 10. <laughs> Orenike is the co-founder of the Mute R. Kelly movement. Mm-hmm. You may have seen her on the Surviving R. Kelly docuseries that aired last week on Lifetime. And so I have so many questions. Please hit the share button. I want you to guys to type your questions in here too if you have any questions. And we're going to just get this conversation started right away. So the first thing that I wanted to know, when did the Mute R. Kelly movement start? Okay. Because about a year or so ago, I've been doing these lives now for about a year. Okay. And I remember about a year ago, I was saying to my people, because I had seen the hashtag Mute R. Kelly, but I didn't know that it was you behind it. And so I had seen it, and so I was encouraging all of my followers to stop supporting his music, to stop playing it, that kind of thing. So many of them that have been following me for a while, they can definitely tell you that. So when did it actually start?
1: Um, it started in June 2017. So okay. right when the accusations of what the media was calling the sex cults came out. Um, I saw it that day on the news. I was actually sitting in my office on the computer. The TV was on. I heard that. and was like, what's R. Kelly doing? Like, I hadn't heard anything about R. Kelly in a long time. Right. You know I mean? I probably stopped... Thinking about R. Kelly or hearing about him, you know, after the quote-unquote P-tape, you know, where he was sexually degrading a fourteen-year-old, I hadn't thought about it really since then. So I got on Google and just kind of, you know, started looking and realized that although I hadn't been hearing about it, almost every year, every other year, more people were coming out, more people were were filing charges, more people were um, talking about the abuse. Mm Um, and the the, um, the sexual abuse of the underage girls. And so these families were coming out kind of like screaming into the void and nobody was paying attention. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody was supporting them. Um, and I became incensed. I was just enraged. Mm-hmm. Um, I was also really upset that he was here in Atlanta because we have a huge child sex trafficking problem. Um, so it was like, I mean, it just it was a lot of forces converging on me at once. Like, wow, like, why are we not supporting these families? Mm-hmm. And how dare he bring that to Atlanta? Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't know what to do. Um, you know, I'm not an activist, you mm-hmm. know. Um, I was just pissed. Uh-huh. So um, I decided to start uh, a petition to try to get him off of Atlanta radio. Very, very humble.
0: So it just started as an online petition? As an
1: online petition, okay. yeah,
0: to get him off of the radio. And how many signatures did you need for that to actually happen? Or you were just trying to get a significant? I was
1: just trying to get a significant. I just put it on my Facebook to my friends. Uh-huh. Um, you know, sent out an email to folks like, hey, y'all saw this. Everybody signed. Okay. They started, you know, sending it out to people. Um, it morphed as my uh, the co-founder, Kenya Tisha Barnes, came and said okay. she really wanted to work with me. Um, and we created, you know, kind of a this organization uh-huh. and decided we were going to go past. The radio play, but also try to get his concerts canceled, his streaming canceled, all of his, you know, um, sources of income. We were right. going to try to cut him off at the knees. In um, that way, since we couldn't, for some reason, the judicial system has not been able to um, to convict him. Mm-hmm. Um, we were like, well, let's cut the resources off. Mm-hmm. And
0: um, a part of the lack of conviction is because in many of the cases, the parents haven't participated. Is
1: that well? That is that. Is the most famous case. So that is the case that um, of the fourteen year old that he was sexually degraded on tape. Correct. So her and her parents did not participate, although many of her other family members did and verify right Uh and verify that it was her and she was fourteen. But because she was not there and the parents were not there, they decided they could not say that it was her.
0: So why? And you may not know the answer Mm -hmm. to this, but why in that case? wouldn't the state just go ahead and prosecute? Because say, for example, like if we were in a relationship mm-hmm. and I battered you, right. and even if you said, I don't want to press charges, and a lot of times the, the yes. state will still press charges. Yes. So why didn't that happen? Or do you even know that?
1: I'm not really sure of that. But I do know in that particular case, he drug that out for, I believe, six years. He did
0: delay it. Yeah. You
1: know, so by the time it actually came to court, she was no longer a minor. And that might not have been a thing a where they can do right. it on her behalf. Right.
0: Um, Which so, is another reason why it's important to not support his music. A lot right. of people say, well, what is it going to do if we don't support his right. music? Well, if he doesn't have income exactly. to delay trials mm-hmm. and pay court yep. costs and things yep. like that, that's that's part of the yep. reason. Yep,
1: That is really the whole reason Absolutely. that we decided to go after the money. It's because it's the money that's insulating him from the consequences of all of this. Mm-hmm. If he were Tyrone at the post office and all this had come out, he'd have been in jail mm-hmm. already.
0: And it's the reason that his staff mm-hmm. support him because, exactly. they, he, as my mom would say, he's greasing their balls. Exactly. Absolutely. So you were sitting at home. You were enraged by this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And so what? What kind of kickback or pushback did you get from radio when you got the, when you started with the? Well, at first petition? I got
1: complete silence. Uh-huh. So nobody would return my phone calls, return my emails. And were you that. contacting
0: like the program managers? Yes. Okay. Yep.
1: Contacting the program managers, contacting the DJs, contacting anybody at a radio station. I could get a um, the owners, Radio One. I mean, going as far up yeah. as I could get, no response whatsoever. Um, as uh, the news of it got out and I started to get on the news talking about it, then I started to get a response. And the response was, yes, we know what he's been up to. Uh-huh. Yes, we believe that he does it and it's wrong. Yes, we know that when we play him, um, that money goes into his pockets. Um, and we don't care. I mean, that was basically in a nutshell. And I mean, not on some, like, flipping, like, 10-minute conversations. I would be in conversations for 30 and 40 minutes, Uh like, going through all of my logical steps. Because for me, this is not an emotional thing. It's, like, logical. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, we as a black community are failing these women and mm-hmm. failing each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and you guys on the radio, I remember Saul Williams, the artist, said years ago, radio programming is mind programming. Y'all are Absolutely. normalizing Absolutely. him and his behavior uh-huh. by playing him. And we could go through all the steps and it would be yes, 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 yes. So will you stop playing him? No. So um, we were like, you know what? We, we're just going to keep, we have to turn the tide of public opinion for radio to fall in, in line.
0: So to that point that you just made, um, when you said about we're normalizing it through radio mm-hmm. and the black community is supporting this and, and supporting his mistreatment of black girls and black women. Mm-hmm. What do you say to all of the people to say, well, they're white men that do it, and you know what about this guy? And you know we're we're not R. Kelly isn't the first guy. Right. What do you say
1: to that? I say everybody you can name that you say has done this and is getting away with it, if it outrages you, you should start a campaign to stop them too. Absolutely. You know, so this idea that Black men should get away with raping black women because white men get away with raping white women is ridiculous. You know, I, I often wonder, do we want to change the structures of oppression and racism, or do we just want better positioning within it? Absolutely. You know, do black men want to be, be able to get away men? with get right. away. Yeah, do you black men I mean? want to be able to get away with exactly. shit that white men have gotten exactly. away with? Because we saw this with Bill Cosby. Right.
0: Well, what about uh Harvey Weinstein? Right. What about this one and what about right. that one? But it's like this is the conversation that we're talking right. about here. Right. Right. And the point is that we should not err on the on the side of morality mm-hmm. simply because there have been some white people that right. have been able to get away with it.
1: Exactly. And it's usually just a deflection in that they yeah. don't want to deal with the conversation at hand, yeah. right? They don't want to give up R. Kelly. And I try as much as I can to be non-judgmental about that because I understand how attached we are mm-hmm. to our favorite songs mm-hmm. and our mm-hmm. favorite singers. You know, when Because hearing... it takes
0: us back exactly. to Exactly. And when
1: we hear Step in the Name of Love, we're not thinking about R. Kelly and sex cults. We're thinking about ourselves and that, that time in our life or us. At the barbecue, or us at the wedding—you know—we're mm-hmm. thinking about ourselves, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and, and we don't want to give up those those memories. So I understand that kind of emotional connection, but once you do the math and realize how much money you have been putting into his pockets, mm-hmm. into the uh, abuse of black women, you realize that we're all complicit. I think that's one of the great A- things that the documentary did is it showed he's not doing this by himself. There's yeah. no way to do this on this scale for this long <laughs> by yourself. Right. He's doing it because we all have decided to look the other way. And there are people who will help and there are people who will blame the girls. And I mean, so we have mm-hmm. all decided that this is okay for him mm-hmm, to get away with. Mm-hmm. We're all guilty in this.
0: Even when we've seen, because I've seen some posts and I, I've even posted one just to kind of trigger some thought I saw a post the other day that said remember back in high school when we were in the 10th grade there was always that fast girl mm-hmm. who had a drug dealer boyfriend or an older boyfriend who was coming to pick her up right. from the high school who was 30 so this has always been going on in the black community the the black community is mm-hmm. full of our Right.
1: absolutely absolutely and what our hope is of course, it's important that we stop R. Kelly now. Yeah. Like, right as we speak, there are women who have not seen their families in five, three, four years. Yeah. You know, so it's important that we stop him now. But it's also important that we see him as a symbol for the larger problem in the African-American Absolutely. community. Absolutely. You know, I, I read a statistic that 60% of black women are sexually assaulted before they're 18 um, so that just goes to show mm. that this is a huge problem. And we don't even talk about the sexual assault of black boys. Right. You know what I mean? That's that's such a, a huge problem. Yeah. But it's so hidden and, and is, you know, coded in all this masculinity stuff and we don't want to talk about it or whatever. But sexual assault of minors is huge. And if we can come to grips... With an R. Kelly It makes it easier For us to come to grips What's happening in our community And talk about it I, I tell people all the time Like If you want to engage me in, in a conversation about R. Kelly Who you do not know mm-hmm. Who is not your family Who don't know you From nobody You know what I mean This is not no connection Y'all have mm-hmm. How are you ever Going to be able to talk mm-hmm. About what's going on In your home Or in your church You Never. You know what I mean? If you can't even deal with an abstract person, you don't know. Wow. So we have to be able to do that, to look at that and say, that's wrong and I'm not going to deal with it, to give ourselves the strength and the conversation and the vocabulary to deal with it in our, our everyday life.
0: Let me drop this right here because we jump right into the conversation. <laughs> For those of you that are listening on the podcast, I forgot to give you my intro. <laughs> Good day, thinkers, thought leaders, progressives, and dreamers. I'm Craig the Writer Stewart, and this is the Facebook live version of So Much To Say. These are my thoughts and my voice on black shit, white shit, gay shit, and everything in between. We have Oranike here. She is the co-founder of the Mute R. Kelly movement. Mm -hmm. Please hit the share button if you are watching on Facebook. This is a very important conversation. So, what do you think... So, Let me ask you this. Once you got in contact, or once your co-founder got in contact Mm -hmm. with you, what did that look like? You said you guys got Mm -hmm. this ball rolling. You set up this, this movement. What did it look like? Did you reach out to become like a 501c3 did you get office space like what what is it
1: no it's two black girls on our computers on our phones Um, we kind of divvied up responsibilities because she is an activist by trade so she really uh, focuses on the actions in each city and helping to mobilize like once we put it out there um, there was an avalanche of people who said, I've, I've been boycotting R. Kelly for years. Uh-huh. I've been saying to people they shouldn't be listening to him. I'm in Chicago. What can I do? I'm in Nashville. What can I do? I'm in Detroit. What can I do? Or he's coming to my city and mm-hmm. hey, I want to protest. So we started to mobilize those people. So kind of in chapters. the way the whole, yeah, kind of mm-hmm. like uh, Black, Black Lives, Lives Matter. Matter. Exactly. Okay. So they would come to us and we would say, okay, here's the way we can support you. Here's what you need to do. Get okay. Find us this info. We'll write press release. We'll give you talking points. We'll do media training. We'll send you flyers, brochures, mm-hmm. you know, all that kind of stuff so that you can do this protest. And Kenyatta has been able to travel to some of those cities to be mm-hmm. with him to do it. But, I mean, they've done wonderful work, you know, in the in the different mm-hmm. cities. We were able to get his Chicago uh, concert canceled. Right. Which I never ever thought, I thought would happen. Right, right. would happen. Right. But, you know, people really, I think... And because of the convergence of time, right? We got Me Too movement, we got Time's Up, we have right now, people are talking about this mm-hmm. openly mm-hmm. before when they weren't. I think it's emboldened people to go, you know what, we're not dealing with this. We're not dealing with this anymore.
0: So I would venture to say that most of his income now comes from touring. All of it. Right? Basically. Well, so what do you say to the women that actively support his concerts? Well, even I would with say- all of this information.
1: I would say that um, we have to think about our own cognitive dissonance, right? And Mm -hmm. that's hard because none of us are transparent to ourselves, Mm -hmm. right? But if 60% of black women have been sexually assaulted before they're 18, that means more than half of the women sitting in that concert Mm -hmm. have had an R. Kelly disrupt their lives in that same Mm -hmm. way right and they put that into a box and and for different reasons because you know since I've been doing this for 2 years I've been inundated with mm-hmm. emails and phone calls from women I do not know talking about all manner of thing and part of it is is in their own life mm-hmm. they they have internalized the shame of what happened and taken responsibility for it and they never Put the responsibility for what happened to themselves onto the abuser, mm-hmm. so they don't do that for R. Kelly either. They'll be the first ones to say those girls are fast. And I've even heard
0: women say, black women, I've heard black women say that this kind of stuff goes on, even with the whole Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. A lot of this stuff happens, but most times they don't want to say anything. Mm-hmm a lot of black men have not been brought down, if you will, because mm-hmm. a lot of black women, like you said, take responsibility mm-hmm. and don't want to bring down another right. good black guy.
1: Right. Right. And, you know, when, when we're all layered in our context, right, and we bring all of, of who we are to everything that we do, right? You're mm-hmm. black, you're a female, you're straight or you're gay, you're bisexual, mm-hmm. you're abled or, or differently able. You know, we bring mm-hmm. all these things. But black women tend to first put blackness mm-hmm. as our number one and then second, our femaleness, right? And so we are mm-hmm. loyal to a fault, Mm-hmm. to black men. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, and, and I've had to say this to many women. R. Kelly ain't Medgar Evers. He ain't Malcolm X. He ain't <laughs> Martin Luther King. He ain't started no schools. He ain't built no hospitals. He don't have no scholarship fund. He... You know what I mean? Like, he is not mm-hmm. somebody that we need to be rallying against. Mm-hmm. I think about this not as bringing a black man down, but as our internal house cleaning. Black mm-hmm. people are always saying we need to clean our own house and we don't need to, you know, have the police involved in this, any other. Well, we're not cleaning our house. Right. Our house is a mess. But you know, one we of the things that
0: I, we order. do. And one of the things that I have felt for so long is that oftentimes we don't like, it's almost like we're afraid to have the conversation on the public street, mm-hmm. whether it was with, uh, R. Kelly or Bill Cosby mm-hmm. or whatever, because it's almost like we think that we're keeping some sort of a secret from white folks. Right. White folks don't give a damn. Right. And it's like, I, at this point, if it's for the health of our community, mm-hmm. I don't give a damn if they know right. or are not. Right. And a lot of times we don't want to acknowledge or have those conversations out out in the front mm-hmm. because we're so concerned about what the white gaze mm-hmm. will perceive of it.
1: Absolutely. And I think that we have so many internal spaces Where white folks ain't around We're still not having this conversation We're still not having it Where where is this conversation In the black church Mm -hmm. Ain't no white people there Mm -hmm. You know what I mean Mm -hmm. Like when we're all At Thanksgiving together (laughs) Where is this conversation You know Mm -hmm. what I mean We, We just are so socialized to, to keep all our business secret. You know, mm-hmm. don't tell nobody your business. Mm-hmm. Don't embarrass the family. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So we're very socialized in that way. Um, and we have to break out of that for the safety of our children. Absolutely. Because that these adults, these traumatized children become traumatized adults. And, and I do not get into, you know, people who were abused end up abusing other folks. That is mm-hmm. not necessarily true. But it does mean our capacity for vulnerability, for love, for our ability to create happy, whole, healthy families is compromised. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because we have learned bad behavior and pathology from young, you know, so and and we cannot help but to pass it on if we don't actively try to disrupt that cycle. Um, and so dealing with R. Kelly is is one thing, but dealing with it in our homes is another, mm-hmm. and we've got to do both.
0: So, what was one of the first milestones that you reached when you when you had this petition? I know you said you were mm-hmm. re- reaching out to radio stations did you ever get a radio station and say okay you know what we're gonna stop I know Tom Joyner mm-hmm. famously mm-hmm. was he the first he was
1: the first to stop playing yes Arkell? he was the first so there are radio stations because I have a journalist friend who's been helping me for a long time a music journalist and he uh, can pull all the play records from the radio stations so like there are radio stations okay. yes who have stops playing him. Now, mm-hmm. they made no announcement and they did not respond. Mm-hmm. But they have not played him in months and months and months and months. Okay. So he clearly is pulled. But our, our first milestone was actually getting a concert canceled. Um, and I think we were all in shock. Yeah. It was kind of like...
0: So how get, did you find out? How did you get word that it was canceled?
1: Um, it was on the news. Okay. You know the the news, and I, I honestly now because we've gotten so many canceled, I can't remember what the first one was. Uh-huh. Um, but it wasn't Atlanta. Atlanta went and scheduled, and the next one we were able to get canceled, and we were like, oh, okay, we can right. like we can actually do right. this. Right. I mean, not just be harassing people to no end. Like we can actually make a difference and get these concerts canceled. Um, so that was a big milestone. Another personal milestone for me uh-huh. was having R. Kelly address uh, the Mute R. Kelly movement in uh-huh. that I Admit song, uh-huh. and in an uh, Instagram video he did, because beforehand, he kept going, I don't know why they're canceling my, canceling my shows, concerts. right, right, you know, right. right. It wasn't I've me never heard I, of such a right, thing. Right, I have no idea yeah. why, you know, he was doing that. Uh-huh. Um, and we sitting on the other side, like, you know why. Right. Um, so when he actually had said, y'all can't mute me, we were like, ah! <laughs> right right, right, right. Like, oh, like it's actually it's starting to it's penetrate right yeah it's, yeah it's getting to him and then having his lawyer quit and his publicist I just quit. read that yesterday his lawyer right. his publicist lawyer's publicist a PR person yes. quit an assistant have quit um, you know so you start to see the when you effect. when you start yeah. taking the money away yeah. and people start seeing this is a sinking ship yes. everybody wants to jump off so right. it's like okay that's the point we want to take this this wall down brick by brick so it's working
0: so speaking of muting him and I know the the the, the bigger picture is to to get him off of streaming services mm-hmm. and that has happened mm-hmm. ha- have, have they has he been completely
1: pulled no he has so Spotify did pull him, and then got overwhelming response from the public that you you know he wasn't the convicted of anything, right? Like y'all, if y'all gonna take him off, y'all gotta take off everybody who's problematic. Blah, 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 blah. And see, this is my point.
0: I remember what you were gonna say there, but this is my point. This is where I I love us. I love my All people. Right. You know, I ride hard for us. You know, those of you that've been watching, you know, I ride hard for us. But my issue with us is we always boycott the shit that doesn't need to be boycotted, right. and then the shit that needs to be boycotted, we're not boy. Kind of like that was a perfect example of where we need to be contacting Apple apple services, we need to be uh, contacting Spotify and whatever other streaming Mm -hmm. services to get him yanked, right? And I would even venture to say to try to get his social networks
1: like Mm -hmm. Instagram shut him down, right? Shut him down on Twitter, like get all of that stuff shut down, right? And so part of the conversation we've been having also is is all, a lot of these services, venues, or whatever, have no morality clauses at all. Mm-hmm. You know, when we first tried to get um, him, uh, his concert canceled here in Atlanta, mm-hmm. it was on the basis that it was at Wolf Creek Amphitheater, which mm-hmm. is a Fulton County facility, yes. which is run by my tax dollars, right? Uh-huh. And I don't want my tax dollars going to someone we all saw, sexually degraded 14, wrote on tape. Right. You know, so, but there's no morality clause in any of the, the things that they signed, so they have no legal recourse to say we're canceling you because we're right. going to like you. You right. know what I mean? Right. So and Spotify and all these things are the same. So part of our conversation with them is getting these morality clauses in place. Right. You know, people want to talk about censorship. It's not about censorship. He can sing about whatever he wants to sing, about. Right. I don't care. He can get naked on stage. He can dance all over. <laughs> all the stuff he's been doing. But... He's committing crimes. Like, mm-hmm. that's another thing. Um, and so we should be able to to cancel him based on his criminal behavior.
0: And you and I have a friend in common mm-hmm. uh, who we actually met through years ago. It's probably right. been 20 years since <laughs> right. we met. But... He and I, we had uh, lunch together uh, the other day, and he's a city councilman Mm -hmm. now over there, and he said he's going to make it his business that R. Kelly will never perform at that venue again. He actually talked to me Mm -hmm. about it again the other day when Mm -hmm. we met. So, in terms of all of this conversation that's been happening across social media about R. Kelly and who's really at blame, Mm -hmm. I personally believe that he is 100% um, responsible because he is the adult, and he should know. But there are also people that say, "Well, you know, some of the girls are fast. We have to, you know, look at that." And then the parents. Some people say it's the parent. Do you think there's a line between victim and participant?
1: Um, that's a tricky one. So one, I categorically, categorically, mm-hmm. um, denounce the idea of fast. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Everybody comes into their sexuality at different times. Mm-hmm. You know, I've worked in daycares in college, and you see there are some little three-year-olds who want to kiss on everybody and mm-hmm. hug on everybody and touch everybody and touch themselves, mm-hmm. right? All of that is natural. Mm-hmm. And at 13, 14, 15, that is when your body kicks into now it's time to make a baby, mm-hmm. right? So your biology is leading you towards sex. You know, we as a as an um, evolved society have said we want to give people time before they make life altering decisions mm-hmm. because we recognize that when your brain is not fully formed mm-hmm. at 1615 you have no idea how to calculate the uh, future consequences for the decisions that you're making today mm-hmm. you know so we have designated that we're trying to create a safe space in that really tricky area mm-hmm. where your body and hormones are going crazy of course 14, 15, 16, 17-year-olds want to have sex. Right. Of course. Right. They also want to eat ice cream every day for dinner. Most of uh, parents don't let their child decide what they wear to school mm-hmm. or or what they eat for dinner every night. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So the idea that children want a thing and so that makes them bad in some way mm-hmm. is problematic to me. There is no such thing as fast. They might be hard-headed, but there is no such thing mm-hmm. as fast. They might be defiant. They might be uh, sneaky or all those things, but fast- does not work, especially mm-hmm. as an excuse for sex with a grown man in the bed, in those beds in our Kelly's home. There was a 14 year old, then there's a 35 year old or mm-hmm. a 37 year old. There's only one adult there, mm-hmm. and so the only person responsible for anything that's happening there is that adult. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I mean that just is. There is no gray area. Yes, she is consenting to sex, mm-hmm. but a child cannot consent. So you know what I mean, like so. We always think of. I think part of our problem in the black communities we have a very narrow view of what rape is mm-hmm. and what consent is, mm-hmm. you know. And so it is rape to have um, to have sex with someone who is under eighteen because they cannot legally consent, and they cannot legally consent because we as adults know. They don't know what they're doing. They don't understand the gravitas of the decisions that they're trying to make. Mm-hmm. So we set that up to try to protect them. So, um, so yeah, so this idea that, you know, they're fast and so they're participating in their own oppression, mm-hmm. uh, I, I can't deal with that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I know a lot of people always are telling to me, um, what about the parents? What about the parents? What about the parents? Firstly, all of the idea that parents sold their children to R. Kelly for record deals Mm -hmm. or that um, he was paying them off the whole time he was having sex with them, that comes from the black community. That is not something that R. Kelly has said happened Mm -hmm. we created those excuses Mm -hmm. out of complete thin air Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so that is something for us to think about like a lot of the things i hear i say where where did you hear that from r kelly has never said that you know he did not say like later on like very recently he said oh something about the parents and this, that and the blah blah but for years the black community has been saying that about the parents just out of sheer misogyny just Mm -hmm. out of complete made up Um, Support of this man. That is not the case in the vast majority of these cases. What we see is families finding out what's happened. um, And and I'll double back. Families finding out what's happened, immediately taking R. Kelly to court Mm -hmm. and his lawyer going, you can't win that. Settle. Right. And them having to make a decision, people get very sanctimonious about the decision that parents make. But mm-hmm. let's let's think about Monica Lewinsky, mm-hmm. right? She committed a sexual indiscretion when she was twenty-one, and now Monica Lewinsky could cure cancer, she could cure AIDS, she could solve world hunger. All we will ever talk about <laughs> yes. is that she sucked off the president right. ever. And who wants that for their 14 year old, their 15-year-old, their 16-year-old?
0: And so a lot of times these parents settle because they just don't want the shame following right. their kids. So
1: we want them to make a decision that's in all of our best interests, right? We mm-hmm. want them to go to court. We want them to be on the courtroom steps with the with the details and all that stuff. But they have to make a decision that's in the best interest of their baby, mm-hmm. and that is preserving that child's anonymity so that they can move past this in their life. Um, and that's a hard decision, I'm sure, for many of them to make. Also, if that child has been with R. Kelly any period of time, they need counseling. R. Kelly's picking up girls on the south side of Chicago, at the McDonald's, at the, at the high school. Mm-hmm. These are not famous, rich uh, parents with a crap ton of means, who you know can pay for child's therapy and they can pay for lawyers or whatever. So this money is their ability to try to heal and take care of their child after this trauma has a happened, new life, yeah. right? And so we judge them for that. But most people, right now, all these people watching, you know, Facebook Live, mm-hmm. will not get on their social media and say how much money they make,
0: mm-hmm. right?
1: Uh, nobody will say that how much money i make but you want a 14 year old to get up on 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 the, every network in America and tell you all of the degrading yeah. sexual and humiliating things that right. happened to her and then have that follow her for the rest of her life but you won't tell me what your paycheck looks like. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So it's just kind of like I think people are judging on these decisions that, you know, Monday Night Quarterbacking what are very difficult decisions for these parents to make. You know, people also say, well, you know, they introduced their daughter to R. Kelly. Well, that's another example of me of black people talking out two sides of their mouth mm-hmm. because you have a large contingent of black people who say he was acquitted and he's innocent. Mm-hmm. Well, if he's innocent, what's wrong with in- introducing your child to him? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I have no problem if, I don't know, Don Cheater showed up, I would introduce my, my mm-hmm. 15-year-old goddaughter to him. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like, so if... You think he's innocent, then they were making a decision that they felt was like in the best interest of, of furthering their child's career mm-hmm. because they thought he was innocent. So you can't say, why would you do it? Well, see, with, with um, and I can't remember, the daughter's name was
0: Avriel. I can't oh, remember. Oh, Asriel. Asriel. Oh, yeah, Asriel. Uh-huh. I have an Avriel that watches mm-hmm. me. Asriel. Um, and I, I know they were from like Baltimore, but they live in like Florida. Mm-hmm for me what was what was difficult for me to wrap my brain around with them was a that they took her to an R Kelly concert with them <laughs> That was what was mm-hmm. hard for me, because for me, I just felt like, because she was about 15 or 16, because mm-hmm. I remember she was driving age, right. and then they let her go on the stage, mm-hmm. and we, we've all kind of heard stories of what happens when they go on stage, so I can't imagine being a father and allowing my daughter to, to A, come to an R. Kelly mm-hmm. concert with me, but then to allow my daughter to go on stage with a grown-ass man, right. and then they said something about she got his phone number or something, because they started texting mm-hmm. it, and she drove to the hotel. They didn't know she was going... So for me, it it, it felt like they knew, they had suspicions of him because they kept enforcing to Mm -hmm. her, reinforcing, do not go meet him without us. You know, so it was like they knew something. So for me, that was what I struggled with. What I applaud is it was so amazing and so brave of the young girl who said she contracted herpes. Mm -hmm. And I'd be willing to bet she wasn't the only one, but she was the one that was bravest Mm -hmm. To get on there and sit on Absolutely. there and talk about that, Absolutely. and 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 that was one of the things that I saw when I watched it. Just how much courage it took. Not even her, but the, not just her, but the other girl. And I can't remember her name. I want to say her name. She was the girl who um, she was flying back and forth. She was one. Of, she was sitting in like a light, pale blue jacket, and um, she said she. I think she's married now. I'm trying to remember one of the details. One of her details, but she was on the show and she talked about how she knew that the young girl. She found out later that the young girl that they Lisa, were having sex with Lisa was thirteen. Van Allen. Mm-hmm. Yes, she was so courageous right. to me. Like right. I mean, she was so forthcoming. I mean, they right. all were very forthcoming, but I just imagine. You know, I, I thought about all of the crew that mm-hmm. was there filming. Right. And then you're sitting in front of a camera and mm-hmm. you're telling all
1: of this. The entire world. Yes. The entire I just world. thought how
0: how, right. how courageous that
1: was. Right. And you can't get that many people to be able to do right. that, to go right. back to your point. Absolutely. And, you know, the Clarys, I'm sure, get the majority of... Um, kind of the judgment, you know, because they did take their daughter to the concert and this, that, and the other. But what isn't on there is that they were having, uh, I think, some some issues with their daughter already. Uh, already. Okay. And so part of it sounded to me, because I was in another interview with the father, is that we took her with us because we she could not leave our side. Like, we had to... So they were very much trying to be... I think controlling and um, diligent parents yeah. like so. It was it was the husband's birthday, but we had to take her. Right, like, we could not leave right. her home. She, yeah. Right, so there were already things happening with her okay. that then R. Kelly kind of threw a, a monkey wrench right. into. Right, um, if you look up, there's a, a, a um, I think a video on YouTube of her singing. She's a wonderful yeah. singer, you know. And so they were trying to balance the things, you know. Part of what they say in the video is that you know she came and she threw a fit and this that. And yeah, you know, they've already got things going on with this daughter right, right. that then R. Kelly comes and steps in yeah, too, you yeah. know, and so they're trying to manage this. Mm-hmm. And they were very, you know, one thing that is amazing to me about them is they have six kids. Mm. So they are taking off work. And there was a point where someone is always with her. Mm-hmm. Mama's with her. Daddy's with her. Brother's with her. Sister's with her. Like, they're always trying to be diligent. So they're trying to to help her in the way that they know how to help for her career. Mm-hmm. They're in the middle of Florida somewhere. Where are they ever gonna meet? Right, yeah. You know, another famous person that yeah. might be able to help their daughter. And yeah. we cannot say that R. Kelly has not helped some careers. He's helped many people's yes. careers, right? So they're like, they're trying to, to manage these things. All of these things are so layered. I just feel like we want to judge um, people's decisions when we weren't there in the day to day. We don't mm-hmm. know the context. What we do know is that R. Kelly has made this his business for 25 straight years. Mm -hmm. And just like parents are figuring it out on the go, right? I mean, you know, children are your biggest work of art. They're also your biggest challenge. You're trying to figure it out as Mm -hmm. you go along. Mm -hmm. R. Kelly has gotten up every day for the past 25 years, and perfected how to be a predator. Mm-hmm. What it is I need to say, how it is I need to act, what and how he I need evolved to too, right? How I isolate you from your parents. Absolutely. You know, he has figured this out now, and then started going after girls. Yeah. And then started going yeah. after girls that were closer to
0: eighteen. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Not, you know, right. How do so I he do evolved. this
1: legally? Because I think the the legal age of consent, I think in Chicago or someplace is seventeen. So okay, we yeah. him at seventeen. Right. Right. You know what I mean? So he he has evolved his practice, and parents were trying to figure it out. You know, people go where were the parents all the time where were the parents well where were your parents when you were skipping school Yeah. where was your parents when you had sex for the first time did they know where you were and what you were doing (laughs) you know what I mean like this idea that oh it wouldn't happen to my child everybody does that? Mm-hmm. My mother always loves to tell the story about coming up to summer camp or to school, and somebody being like, "Oh, are you Renee mother?" And she's beaming with pride, like, "Yes," because she knows I'm a great student, I'm smart. And they'd be like, "Well, she did so and so," and her being shocked, like, "There's, there's no way my child right, did right, right, things, right. right? You know, we all think, of course, my child would never, um, and that's part of it. A lot of the parents who might have introduced their child to um, R. Kelly thought, "I have raised her better; mm-hmm. she is smarter." You know, I don't. He was acquitted, so I don't believe that those women. Were Lying, those women were gold diggers. My Mm -hmm. daughter's not any of that, Mm -hmm. you know. So, I mean, they thought that they were safe. They thought they had put safeguards in place. Um, one of the other women who's there, a Joycelyn, mm-hmm. her, her mother...
0: That's the one that was on the TMZ?
1: Correct. Girl, huh? So, her mother had no idea that she had his number because when they met, the mother took his information. Mm-hmm. So, the mother and the father went with her every single time. He has figured this out. Right. He's got bodyguards and assistants and stuff who will slip somebody this, that, and the other. Like, he has figured out how to isolate these girls from their parents and and the parents figure out too late what has happened.
0: Because, you know, when I looked at that docu-series, like the personal assistant, I can't remember his name, Mm -hmm. he said he was the one that helped alter Alter Aaliyah's, the marriage license for Aaliyah. I believe he needs to be in jail. Mm -hmm. Like, he was there to help corroborate a lot of this stuff. right. And it's like, how how do we go about trying to bring forth charges against somebody like him Mm -hmm. who really actively participated in that whole thing?
1: You know, and, and I think that the dominoes kind of fall from the top down Mm -hmm. right so if if R. Kelly when we're going to say when R. Kelly is brought to justice I'm sure part of of his, his deal is going to be to try to, to get as less time as possible and maybe start flipping on these folks. Mm-hmm. Who knows? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know if we'll ever be able to right. convict all the people that helped this happen. Right. Um, I, I hope that we, we will because, I mean, it, it just takes such a network of yeah. amoral people. Um, when they talked about in the docuseries, one of the girls had escaped from the house. Yes. Um, I think it was Azrael uh-huh. who had escaped from the house and the and bodyguards went and brought her back. Or yes. Kelly didn't go out in the street and yeah. grab her. Yeah. Like, I don't know what kind of morals you would have to have to do that. Yeah. Um. So, yes, yeah, so I mean, I hope they all go down. But the person we know for sure right. should go down is R. Kelly.
0: So when you look at the whole series, the three days, mm-hmm. what did you think? Did you think that it was did, what are the things that you think were missing that they could have been better about? Or did you really look at it and think this is a really good holistic look at?
1: I thought it was a very good, holistic look. I did too. Um, I thought they did a really good job of kind of of showing you the progression of Mm -hmm. this, um, of interspersing the stories from the ladies. I -hmm. thought they were very graphic, especially, like you said, Lisa Mm -hmm. uh, Van Allen. Like, to admit that you also sexually abused yes. a 14 year old yes. and and finding that out and how devastating a thing you know when she said that girl my daughter's older than that girl mm-hmm. you know what i mean like how 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 just i i don't know that i would be able to admit that yes. that out into the world to say i took that tape so also that girl's humiliation is out in the world because she took that tape mm-hmm. and it got into someone else's hands who then sent it to um, the news or whatever. yeah you know what I mean? and, so and
0: that, that was so revelatory mm-hmm. for me, which is like, so that's how the tape right. got out. Yeah, like the fact that she had taken it and then she left yep. it in a hotel room, or and then she went back right. and got it, right. and then she gave it to somebody that to he, hold because to she hold. was scared right. of him. Right, he is violent. Like I just, I was like, so that's how the tape mm-hmm. actually got out. Like. Right. That was fascinating to me, but what I thought was also brilliant about the, the docu-series was how they had the, the therapists, mm-hmm. the, the, the different ones, right. to kind of talk about behavior right. of, a, right. of a sex offender and right. even of victims. Like, right. I thought that was absolutely right. brilliant.
1: Because we, we underestimate how abuse rewires your brain. Um, And it's especially, you know, one part of the docuseries, uh, one of the women said, you know, R. Kelly told her, I think it was Kitty who said that he told her that he had some women who were with him for 15 years, some women who had been with him for five years, Mm -hmm. and the way he has them isolated even from each other, the only voice in their head now is his for years and years and yes. years, your brain is rewired. Because he couldn't even talk to anybody else. Exactly. They couldn't talk to any other guy exactly. or anybody else that came into the room. Exactly. They are literally in rooms locked away until he wants them for something or lets them out. Because when I heard about that cult thing, I was
0: like, "Okay, this sounds a little far fetched." Right. Like I just, I just didn't believe it. It just, right. I was like, a cult. Mm-hmm. And then when the whole TMZ thing happened with Joycelyn. Right. And she said, and, you know, no, I'm... know, people are like,
1: why, don't, why can't they just walk away? They're not in a cult. Cults are about brain. It's watching. about brain. because Cults are not necessarily about captivity. physical intimidation. Right, and yeah, captivity. Yeah. People go to cults and then voluntarily stay, stay yeah. because their brain has been rewired. Yeah. We have to think about Jonestown. Hundreds of people drank a drink they knew that it was going to kill them and their children. That man had changed their way of thinking. Um, and that's what R. Kelly has done. So, people, you know, I've, I've been inundated with emails. We should... If we know they're in the studio, why don't we just all run up to the studio and get those girls out? Why? Because they're going to go right back. Uh, Their, yeah. brain Their brain is right a certain way at this point. Because we have to figure out how to get them the help that they need. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's it really, like they say, it takes seven times to, for, a, for a woman, a, for a a actually woman to actually leave an abuser, right? So it, this is a process. This is not going to be kind of an overnight. This is somebody hitting rock bottom mm-hmm. and then saying, you know, I need help. Right. And you see that the younger ones tend to stay with him longer, like Kitty, who was in her 30s. Um, Dominique. Dominique. Uh, Dominique um, and I'm uh, um, blanking on Asante, uh-huh. who was in her 30s when they met. They did not stay as long because he had met them. You know, when they had already had a different kind of identity, and, de- de- right, and they had a different right, and they had a different self identity, right? So they were able to see quicker that uh-huh. this is not, you know, what I'm able to do. He's targeting 14, 15, 16, 17 year olds because that's right at the point when you're forming your identity. Uh-huh. That's right at the point when you're starting to date and you're figuring out what's normal, what I like, what I don't like who I am you know I can remember the pressure from older people to be adult you know like oh we all over here smoking well you don't smoke oh I thought you was grown you know what I mean mm-hmm. you feel kind of like and well, for me it was sex right I for me it was sex grown. coming into the gay
0: community right. I had older guys saying oh Craig you could be fucking out of both legs of your underwear right. like why aren't you and these were people that were living with HIV mm-hmm. and I'm like you would think that you right. would encourage me to do something different right. Right. than what you were doing right. you know what I mean so right. it is about all of that mm-hmm.
1: and and so that's why it, that's why he's targeting young girls it's that I can get them right at that moment They're where they think and I can decide for who them. they become for right. them because exactly. even to
0: your point about the whole uh, cap- captivity thing mm-hmm. they weren't being held captive because if, if and correct me if I'm wrong All of them, the ones that left, they just said, oh, I just left one day. They left, like Kitty. She said she went, got to the airport, she Mm -hmm. cried, said she was going to call him because she was going to go back Mm -hmm. to the house because she was so haunted by what she thought people were going to say. Her right. friends and family right. members were going to say right. well, what happened and she mm-hmm. felt stupid and she called him and she said if he picks up this phone I'm going I'm back to the house. Back, right. And the only reason she didn't go back was just because he he didn't pe- answer, he didn't answer right. the phone. Right. But to your point Asante, the other one, she said I just left. I had right. enough and I left. Right. So it's right. not like he kept kept them in captivity. But there but they also were,
1: is some of that. Yeah. Because there also is some of them being locked in rooms for yes. days on end. And not even being able to right. eat for three days. Exactly. So, so, it's, it's mind games. That is what people who are predators do. It's mind games, right? You know, I, I, I can remember there's a meme going around about something like an elephant. Like, you can tie him to a tree or whatever, mm. but if you kind of beat the will out of him, you can you know, just tie him to a water bottle. Yeah. He's, you know, he doesn't he's not going to move, right, move because he thinks he can't go anywhere, and that's basically what R. Kelly has done to these women. So even when they're not with him... Their mind is enslaved. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. In in kind of what he's molded them to be, and people are so judgmental about this. If you have not been through um, this, then then I really feel like you don't have any right to talk about the decisions that these Mm -hmm. people are making. You know what I mean? Like I have not been thank God in any of that kind of relationship. So to me it's like oh I would just leave or I would blah 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 or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I also didn't have anybody from the time I was 14 completely sweep me off my feet, make me feel like this is the most important relationship in the world, isolate me from all Mm -hmm. of my loved Mm -hmm. ones and control every aspect of my life. Um, And who knows who I would be if that had happened and what decisions I would make. Clearly they're not thinking in their right minds. That's why we have Felt them as, as a mm-hmm. community mm-hmm. because we should have been the safety net for these girls and we were not.
0: So this docu-series has really made me think, I have nieces mm-hmm. and it really has made me think about what is it that we, the adults in their lives and the adults that are in the lives of the children mm-hmm. like young girls and even young boys because mm-hmm. like we said, Absolutely. What is it that we need to give our girls? Like, because like I literally I tweeted about this the other day. This docu series, I absolutely think that this that docu series it needs to be shown and taught mm-hmm. in elementary or yeah. middle schools. But then you'd have the argument with parents who say, yeah. "Oh, that's too early it's, for them to know about much. sex." It's a
1: little much. But I just <laughs>
0: think that. It, but but if he's going after girls that are twelve and thirteen, right. I mean, shit, right. they
1: got to be in middle school right. when they show it. Right. Well, you know, part of the answer for both boys and girls is teaching our young people about their body, ownership, and autonomy from very young. Mm -hmm. So during the holiday season, for example, the Girl Scouts uh, released an article that said, stop making little girls go hug family members. Yes. Right? Right. So, this idea, and this is, you know, the black community is notorious for this. Go hug grandma. Uh-huh. Go give so-and-so a kiss. Uncle such-and-so. Such. Right. Go over there and do whatever. Right? Mm-hmm. And kids will be kind of, and eh, eh, eh. you be like, don't be like that. And Go you on over to, right? there and kiss them. But what you're teaching them is, one, their body is not their own.
0: They can't say no.
1: They cannot say no to an adult. Yes. Right? And that if they do, and you're telling them that this is correct behavior and them not doing it is wrong behavior. So if something happens, they're not gonna tell you. And, and because and you if, told them that, that it was wrong behavior. Yes. You know what I mean? And if somebody preys on them, an adult, then they're,
0: they're not gonna have the power to exactly. say no.
1: Exactly. And and part of what happens, which is always so heartbreaking to me, is these things happen. Most children don't say anything at all to their parents. Mm-hmm. If their parents had known Most parents are super diligent. They would have been all over it. They would have been over the perpetrator. They would have been, you know, on on you with therapy or whatever it was you needed. Most parents never know because little things have ingrained in them from young that they can't say anything mm-hmm. when I feel like a lot of people talking about R. Kelly you know in their homes and they're going to girls as fast and say your children are listening to that absolutely right? so then if something happens to them in college or whatever do you think they're going to come home and tell you because they think you're going to go yeah. why was you at that party? Right. and what did you wear and right. how many drinks did you have mm-hmm. and why did you leave mm-hmm. with them and all you're going to interrogate reasons. them you're not going to support them exactly I posted so, something right.
0: today that said um, it, it was something that I saw and I reposted it and it said You know, for those of you that are still making excuses for R. Kelly and supporting him, your children—that's the reason that your children are not going to come to you when when their uncle or your boyfriend
1: or whomever is touching them. Right. And so we need to listen to kids. You know, like. I, I am all for, yes, your children have to greet adults, mm-hmm. you know, when they come into a room. Mm-hmm. But that is not kissing, that is not touching. You know, I, I know, you know, when I was young, you get in an argument, your mama say, come give me a hug, and you'd be like mad. Or mm-hmm. whatever. She wouldn't force me, she wouldn't grab me, be like, hug me, right, child. Right. We, we will get back to, but you you need to be teaching them, you know what I mean, what, that they need to take some ownership of, no, I don't like that, I don't like the right. way that feels, I don't want to do that right now. Right. Um, from the time that they're young, and you need to be open in um, your communication with them not necessarily about the explicities of sex um, Mm -hmm. but about intimate touch mm-hmm. uh, you know and who is a lot? I have a, a girlfriend they're doing such a wonderful job with their son but they're very open about bodies you know he mm-hmm. might see his mother naked or his father naked or whatever mm-hmm. and he might go to oh touch your booty like no mm-hmm. you know this is mm-hmm. my body right. and that's your body like you know so it's very much about like this is ownership nobody gets to touch you mm-hmm. in any kind of way you don't mm-hmm. want and you don't get to touch me right? you know and she you know kids who climb all over you and stuff and she has been very much like no I don't feel like being touched right now right? like so they have that vocabulary right, that going already. Yeah. And that's so important for our kids if we want them to talk to us about the things that happen.
0: Right. And one of the things, one of the conversations that I think we need to have more with children, this is just a society thing, period. We need to start having the conversation sooner with our children about sex, too. Mm-hmm. But oftentimes, Parents don't introduce the conversation because right. they feel like if, if I start talking about it, then in some way I'm giving you permission right. or telling you to go and start having sex. Right. And that's not the case. Right. You're really mm-hmm. empowering them right. and, and giving them And it's really tools.
1: about, you know, we, we isolate sex from the talk of biology and your body altogether, right? Mm-hmm. So, we're not talking about sex. We're not talking about boys having nocturnal emissions. We're not talking about um, girls starting their period. We, we, we put all these things in these little boxes. <laughs> right. One of the things that my uh, mother did from very, when we were really young, is we always had books about our bodies and how they work. Mm-hmm. Always. So, it wasn't an explicit um, discussion mm-hmm. about sex, mm-hmm. but I know a boy's penis and how it works and I know my vagina and how it works and I know how reproduction works and it's just the natural part of mm-hmm. my of our body one of my favorite memories from childhood um, is I have uh, two sisters and we were all in my mother's room and she came out the shower and she was naked and we all started giggling we're little mm-hmm. you know where I was like mm-hmm. all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff and she made us all get naked and stand in front of the mirror mm-hmm. until we stopped giggling. Right. And her thing was like, look, everybody got the same stuff. Right. Like, there's nothing There's nothing taboo about body. It's not shameful. It's not funny. Mm-hmm. This is what we all got. Mm-hmm. This is how it works. You know, so it was a very kind of, of gradual conversation then as things are changing, as you're getting hair places whatever. Yeah. This is just a continuation about your body and how it works. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, it doesn't have to be like let's have a heavy conversation right. but if you're talking to them constantly about their development then it's a natural part as they get older right.
0: and you know and when I was young I remember um my mom was like come on in here like she'd be in the tub mm-hmm. or something right. and I was young mm-hmm. and, and she said come on in here like I'd come in there to, to either use the bathroom mm-hmm. or come in there to say like she couldn't hear me I was asking her right. she come in so I could hear you and I remember my father pulled me to the side I don't remember how old I was he said okay you're getting too old for that now <laughs> you stop going to the bathroom right. you know, I mean? so we had those kinds of <laughs> right,
1: conversations right. so it's just important <laughs> right. to start doing it's like when, when I um started uh uh you know growing breasts or whatever I can remember my father would always walk into our rooms we weren't allowed to close doors in uh-huh, the house uh-huh. um but we lived on different levels but you know he would walk into our room all the time and one time he walked in while I was changing uh-huh. um you know and he said something and then he like left really quick and closed the door behind him which I was like close the door but right. after that he always had me from the side from the side right <laughs> right right, right. <laughs> like this but but you know it it just it it is imperative that we mm-hmm. talk to children about yeah. their bodies and about ownership of mm-hmm. their bodies. Because You know,
0: like to your point, I have a niece and she's starting to, to grow breasts mm-hmm. and I remember like a year, maybe a year and a half mm-hmm. ago, I went, I was going into her room and I think she had her door closed and I think I had knocked but I started to go in right after All I knocked, right. and she said, "Craig," like she was. Just, I said, "Oh, girl, I'm so sorry." Right. So from that point on, I just never did that right, again, right. and I've just learned to love her and show her affection differently than right. I do my nephews. Right. Like I have a nephew who's younger than she is, her brother. And he's very affectionate. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't want love from me mm-hmm. in that way. Like, I have to hug her when she comes for the hug. Like, right. I can't... Right. You know what I mean? Right. So it's just about giving them mm-hmm. what they Absolutely. what they need, what they crave. Absolutely. So Absolutely. in terms of the Mute R. Kelly movement, if you're just tuning in, this is Orenike. She is one of the co-founders of the Mute R. Kelly movement. You saw her on the Surviving R. Kelly docuseries. Um, what, what's next for the movement? I, I know that you're going to continue to try to stop his live performances right. but like is there another milestone that perhaps we can help you guys with
1: um well he has an upcoming concert in Germany so we're working right now to try to get that canceled what's
0: the date of that one do you know April 19th okay so I it's believe. in April mm-hmm. okay. yep
1: so and what he's done now is um they have stopped advertising a lot of his concerts until like the very right last one. Exactly. And see that's why I said right. it's important
0: for us to get to that social media. Mm-hmm. There's a way that we can shut yep. down like a Facebook page right. or <clears throat> his Instagram page, because he can use that to promote it, especially if he has millions of followers. Yeah,
1: but he's not doing anything on any of those that violate their code of ethics. You okay. know, so and I don't so know if they're they, not they have any cut morality. It down. Right. right. So um so yeah, so People are diligent. You know, we get emails immediately. If somebody sees something pop up in their city, they hit us. Um, if people go to um, muterkelly.org, they can sign up on our mailing list. Okay. Um, and whenever we have a protest or a call to action, something that we need the community to do, we send it out. Okay. So, for Germany, we just sent out the email and the, the social media accounts for all the promoters. Like, hit them up and tell her to cancel it. Okay. Uh, to the venue. You know, we're doing that. Calling for people who have service... Uh, servicemen or um, you know military family in Germany because that's the largest group of people who would mm-hmm. attend an R Kelly concert yeah. in Germany are going to be the service people that are uh, stationed over there. Yeah. If you've got folks, call them and have this conversation with them about why they should not be share this video and this podcast. Absolutely, um, so they can absolutely um, get involved in that way. But for us, we definitely want to take this. Hopefully, when we can, you know, have some kind of justice in mm-hmm. this R Kelly case, and for us. I always tell people we're trying to put them in the jailhouse or the poorhouse. Okay. Uh-uh. So. Or both. <laughs> right. Or both. Hopefully both. All right. Um, but you know, once we can hopefully get that taken care of, we can really start expanding this conversation to talk about the uh, the black community. Mm-hmm. Um, there are. I had no idea the level of sexual abuse of young men and women in the black community mm-hmm. before starting this, um, and then I was just inundated and depressed. And really, really sad for the community that there's so many people. You have no idea. Mm-hmm. You know, people I've worked with, I've gone to school with. Mm-hmm. So many people sent me mm-hmm. messages that they were sexually abused as children. So many people give sent me long emails with very descriptive um, you know passages about what mm-hmm. happened to them and how that's affected them um, and and we we are failing our young people mm-hmm. when we don't do anything about this and we are failing our young people when we continue to play R. Kelly and normalize this kind of behavior we, we're just failing and there's nothing innocent mm-hmm. about playing him in your household or listening to him on the radio mm-hmm. or going to his concert you are supporting violence and that violence might come right back around and bite you and your family in the butt. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean like so we have to say we don't we're not tolerating this in any facet of our life mm-hmm. because we are failing our community and we're failing our children on a daily basis and in massive numbers.
0: That's muterkelly.org. <laughs> go, go to the website. Subscribe. Join the mailing list. Yeah. Is your um, social media? Do you have social media yes. for that? Yes. So as well? on
1: Instagram and Facebook, it's official. Mute R. Kelly. On Twitter, it's O F F. Mute R. Kelly. Um, but you can find all of that stuff on our website. We have a lot of my favorite part of the website is um, the part where we kind of answer some of the questions that everyone always asks. Well, what about the fast girls? Or what about the parents? Well, why go after him? All those kind of things that come up in the barbershop. Mm-hmm. Uh, that everybody, you know, all the excuses people make. I got them listed out there, and I have our position on them. Oh. So please read those because if you're going to have this conversation with your family and your friends, all those things are going to come up. So it helps give you talking points um, to discuss this. It has a timeline of abuse. So if you're not clear about what happened every year, it goes year by year and talks about all of the cases, all of the accusations, all of the settlements, everything that's happened. Mm -hmm. Um, There's uh, lots of media on there, stuff that you can read and watch. um, And you can, again, like I said, sign up on our mailing list um, if you want to help. Is this what you're doing full time now? No. No, child. No. I have like a million jobs. Really? And this is. (laughs) This, I mean, this has taken on a life of its own. Mm -hmm. So, um. So I'm busy, and right. no, and I don't want this to be
0: your full time. You know, I
1: told a friend of mine like, "This is not my calling," and he was like, uh-huh. "You know, sometimes your calling calls you." Absolutely, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, "This is not the thing I'm trying to be known for in my life." But I, I just had to do something, and right. it has snowballed into something mm-hmm. completely outside. I really thought I'm gonna, I, and this is I'm honest to goodness. I thought I'm gonna do this petition. I'm gonna send it to them. They're gonna stop playing. Now. And
0: that's gonna be it, right?
1: I mean, I thought two days tops, and, and we'll be done with it. <laughs> and here we are, two years later. So once, because
0: I'm thinking that there is because th- th- now Georgia has opened up a case, that, and for Chicago those who may not know, DA
1: has asked for uh, victims or witnesses to come forward also, so that they can begin an investigation.
0: Right. So I'm I'm optimistic that something is going to happen soon. So once he's convicted, what happens? Do you mute somebody else? I go on next?
1: vacation. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, boo. I'm done. People ask me it. all the time. You need to mute This is where they go This is how the emails like <laughs> they, they got a list of who you can mute Why don't you guys do lur, 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 uh-huh. lur. And my standard response is The black woman is not a pack mule For you to put the world <laughs> Problems on my on back my right. right There is enough Problems of the world To go around to everybody And if you see something mm-hmm. In your community mm-hmm. That you want to deal with Deal with it Don't send it to me Listen Niké. I'm I got busy. The,
0: Listen I got the black gaze Okay, okay. <laughs> I got the black gaze And that's a hey, handful In and it of itself And hey, you hey,
1: activate them Put them on it Everybody, if they you know, because people are, oh my God, what about Woody Allen? If Woody Allen is your sticking point, then, hey, start a campaign against Woody Allen. You know, like, do not send me no emails about who else I should, whatever. There's this thing that people feel like somebody who's doing something should do everything Mm -hmm. while everybody else does nothing. That does not work. Right. Like, I'm not doing everything. I did this thing. I moved that ball forward. You may take that ball and run with it as far as you want to go. Right. Now, how do you guys, um, in terms of resources, how do you guys get do you have donations and We we've had a donation link on there forever. Uhhuh. Three days ago was the first time we ever started getting donations. We have really? been doing this out of our pocket. For so two years. so
0: the the docuseries was really
1: Good yep. for you Before guys. that, okay. I I think no, I'm not going to say it's the first time because a few like people who are connected to me, you know, gave twenty dollars here, five dollars there, which is is totally useful because right. we're paying for our website, we're doing social media posts, we're printing banners and flyers for all these different cities. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Kenya is flying to these places to right. help organize. We're doing that out of our pocket.
0: Out of your and you've yes, been doing that for the past two years. for
1: two years. We have been doing this out of our pocket. So the website <laughs> again,
0: people <laughs> is mute kelly dot org that's o-r-g that's the website for all the information if you want to make a donation please go there Mm -hmm. where my pen pals i need y'all to go over there and support my girl Mm -hmm. they're really doing good work so you know i only ask you to support when it's really really important and it's really really meaningful i'm gonna go over there and i'm gonna make a donation thank you yes i'm gonna do that because i appreciate you coming here to share this story Mm -hmm. further with us um i'm trying to think if there's anything else that i forgot are there any questions anybody else in here have any questions you Now's your time because yes. my
1: email is is jam packed, so I might not be able to answer. Right. If you send me an email. I've oh. <laughs> tagged
0: Nike on or, or Nikkei. <laughs> I know her personally. So I keep saying Nikkei. I tagged or her, ta, her her name is tagged in the video. It's at the top. She's gonna share it on her Facebook mm-hmm. as well. Um, I think that's. I don't. I don't know if I have any other questions. Did you guys have any questions? Yes, that's the that's the <laughs> website <laughs> MuteRKelly.org.
1: And to everybody who's been so supportive, who I mean, if you've sent messages or whatever, I thank you so much. This is really heavy; yeah. it can be depressing um, work. And when we first started, we were getting inundated with hate mail, so I really appreciate all mm-hmm. the support.
0: Somebody asked, "Do you think he's going to get convicted?"
1: I hope so. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's our laws are set up. Not necessarily in the interest of justice, but in the interest of those in power, right? Mm -hmm. So, why is there a statute of limitations on rape? You know what I mean? Like, especially childhood Mm -hmm. uh, sexual abuse. Mm -hmm. Well, that's set up because... Old white men made the laws, and old white men was out here raping, and they wanted, mm-hmm. you know, they want this to be able to follow them around forever, you know. So there are a lot of technicalities involved in your ability to um, to try to get a criminal case, mm-hmm. which is why so many of the families had to go for civil cases, right? Because criminally they did not have, or it had passed the statute or whatever it was, right? So it's definitely my hope. I hope the Chicago did. Chicago is full up of R. Kelly stories. I have uh-huh. not met anybody from Chicago between the age of thirty five and fifty who does not have a story of R. Kelly trying to pick them up at the mall, who messed with their girlfriend, all this, that and the other. Like they got the receipts. Yeah. So I'm I'm hopeful that, you know, people um you know, the Chicago folks will step up. People who have been complicit in this, I hope, will step up and say, Yeah, I saw, I did, mm-hmm, I know mm-hmm, and I'll testify. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. And I think it's even it's equally important for men
0: to get involved.
1: Oh, absolutely. You know what absolutely. I mean? It's really
0: important. It it it, it sends a stronger message, mm-hmm. I think, even in some instances when men step up and yep. say, this behavior is wrong. Right. We're starting to see more um, artists. Mm-hmm. Like I saw Tank posted something mm-hmm. on his right. on his Instagram the other day, and he, he mentioned it. Uh, Omarion mentioned it because mm-hmm. R. Kelly wrote quite a few of uh, B2K's mm-hmm. hits, and they're, of course, now on tour. Right. And so one of the things that Omarion said was that Because they've already got the playlist Mm -hmm. or set a list already in order for this tour, and the fans would be very very disappointed. Mm -hmm. He said, but after this run of this tour, they're going to remove the songs that he uh, wrote from the playlist.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, black men definitely, like, you know, we talk about um, cleaning our own house. Mm -hmm. Black men need to start checking other black men on the predatory behavior that Mm -hmm. they see. You Mm -hmm. know, so often it's kind of like... People be like, "Oh man, that dude's wilding," but they are not gonna check him because I ain't no snitch and I ain't no hater. Right, you know right, what I mean? But right. but we have to think about we gotta think about community, folks. So yeah. we gotta you we have to start checking folks on what we see them doing. Um, and it's one thing for women to say you a dog, you just say the yes. I mean other. It's another thing for a black man to come to another mm-hmm. black man like, "Yo, mm-hmm. that's not all right," and and we need to see more of that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I agree. Um, well, thank you guys for tuning in.
0: Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for sharing this video. They're asking me to ask you about Andrea Kelly. Um, She's posting this video. Now I do believe that uh, one of the videos where she's riding around singing Happy Mm -hmm. People. I think that's an old video. It is
1: an old video. Um, It's
0: like two years ago. It's like two years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I saw a video today, somebody sent me a video today um, where she was talking about his genius Mm -hmm. and you can't take that from him and da-da-da-da. So I'm sure that what they're asking and part of what I was feeling is, okay, so <laughs> are you are you going to mute him or are you going right. to keep playing him? Right, right, like, right, right. Which side are you on? You know, because she tells this story all of the time and I don't doubt that any of it happened, but she tells the story, she's crying and she's mm-hmm. so passionate about it, but then on another, it feels like you're celebrating right. him. Right.
1: Well, uh, uh, a few things. One, those videos are old, right? Mm-hmm. So, up until a certain point, and she says this in the documentary, she was doing a lot of things in the interest of the well being of her children. Of her children, yeah. Right? So, you know, she was not, I'm not shit talking them in the news. I'm not, you know, doing all, because I have these I have three children, children to think about. That, yeah. And that's their father, right? right. We also know about the lasting psychological effects of abuse. Yeah. Right? So it is just now that she has found the strength to say out loud the things that happen. You know what I mean? So up until this point, she was in denial about being abused um, and was shamed, felt a, a sense of shame about what happened, and was hiding all of this from the entire yeah. world. Part of hiding things is putting on masks. That's what people do. So she's putting on masks for the public about yeah. her life. You know, and and now the mask is gone, and people want to judge her for having had a mask ever at all in the first place, right? And that's that's not fair. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, I was in an argument because sometimes I got time. Get sometimes I got time on Instagram. So I was in an <laughs> argument with somebody uh, a couple of days ago with that same thing. They sent me this, and, and and they want to use that as an example how they're all lying mm-hmm. because of this video, you know, of, of Andrea Kelly. Um, and I am like, so many of y'all. Got family pictures all through the years with the people who abused you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you go. Most of us are are laughing to keep from crying about some aspect mm-hmm. of our life every mm-hmm. single day.
0: I talked to a friend of mine the other day, and she said to me she was abused uh, by her uncle, and she said, "Craig,
1: uh,
0: I see him every Thanksgiving." Mm-hmm. She said, "I don't. I keep him at a distance." Right. She said, "But I keep him at a distance." Right. You know what I'm saying? But right. I see him every and Thanksgiving. And so
1: if I were then to look through her family scrapbook and see pictures of her Thanksgiving smiling next to him, who am I to say, oh, he didn't really abuse you. She's right. smiling right. next to him. You, you right. had dinner with him. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, uh, what what a mother will do in the best interest of her children is often sacrifice herself, mm-hmm. right? So she has been putting on this this persona for the safety of her kids. Because think about her children now, Right. Uh-huh. I mean, I don't, know, on if they, media, don't sure. know if they've watched it, but, you know, she says in there, you know, people telling her your father you can't sit at the lunch table with because the, your, your father, father. Yes. I mean yeah. what a terrible thing for them mm-hmm. so whatever she did to try to keep that house in order to try to keep them having some sense of pride in their father yeah. because we know children's self-esteem is very much tied into their parents Absolutely. so whatever she did as a mother to try to keep that balance yeah. I, can't, I can't fault her for any of that mm-hmm. and all the judgment all the after the facts what we want to say about her I think it's real real sanctimonious of us mm-hmm. uh-uh, because we're all out here. Like I said, right. I, I mean, I cry in the car about something at least once a month. <laughs> but every other day, you go going to see me on Instagram smiling right. and you're going to be like, oh, you weren't going through nothing, girl. You right. were at the club two right, days right, ago. Right. That's not how life works. Right. So. <clears throat>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, are you familiar with um, there's a protest or something at a studio this Saturday in Chicago? Yes.
1: So, the Mute R. Kelly chapter of Chicago has um, organized, and I guess that's that corner. I'm not really sure about mm-hmm. the address, but they're doing a candlelight vigil um, honoring victims of sexual assault and the victims um, of R. Kelly. Okay, so that's so I Saturday. hope that is. I believe so, yes So I do hope all the Chicago folks come out And show their support um, Because that's important You know, Part of how he's able to keep these women Is by continually telling them Nobody's thinking about them Nobody cares about you Nobody loves you Mm -hmm. but me Um, And so even if they're inside And they can hear that support and that love That helps put cracks in that armor So that's important So I hope that it's a great turnout for that in Chicago Okay, so that's this Saturday in Chicago Mm -hmm. If you're listening
0: to the podcast It's going to drop immediately So this is timely So if you're listening to it It's this coming Saturday In Chicago And then of course We have the concert In Germany in Mm -hmm. April That we're going to Go over to MuteRKelly.org So you can participate in that. You can make a little donation to the organization to continue to help them with what they're doing, um, to continue to fuel their efforts. Right. So, all right. So I think that's it. I think we've answered all of the questions. If you need to go back to the beginning of this video, you can. Thank you so very much for tuning in. Thank you for those of you that shared this video. I appreciate it. And thank you for those of you that are over here on the So Much to Say podcast. We're available for free in Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, wherever you listen to a podcast. We are there, baby. All right. Thank you so very much for all that you do to support what I do. And please support MuteRKelley.org. Thank you so much. All right. Bye.